Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Tuesday, December 20th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in the New York metropolitan area. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Robin Shannon. And I'm Megan Oftermat. Here's your headlines for today. New York City Transit President Richard Davey announced that the MTA will make some service changes in 2023. The 167EF and L lines won't run as often on Mondays and Fridays to bolster service on the G, J, M, A, and C lines. The MTA says that this decision comes after looking at post-pandemic ridership. The data shows that fewer people use specific train lines on Mondays and Fridays, most likely because of the hybrid work. Commuters can expect to see these changes this summer. Students in New York City schools are getting easier access to fresh fruits and salads in an atmosphere that allows them to be a little bit more social. Schools Chancellor David Banks says dozens of school cafeterias are getting upgrades to be more inviting. They're being redesigned to look more like a food court with new tables, chairs and decor. And kids will have more grab and go food options like sandwiches, mozzarella sticks or pizza to encourage them to eat school food. This is a continuation of Mayor Adams' goal to provide school kids with more healthy food options. But some school workers say they're already struggling with a lack of staff and some kitchen infrastructure needs to be completely overhauled. They want the Adams administration to address those issues first. Sam Bankman-Fried, the founder of FTX, has agreed to be extradited from the Bahamas back to the United States. FTX is a cryptocurrency exchange that filed for bankruptcy in November. Bankman-Fried has since been charged with wire fraud, securities fraud, money laundering, and campaign finance violations. His next hearing could be as early as today, and once he returns to the United States, he'll be arraigned in federal district court in Manhattan. You can take pictures with the iconic 2023 Times Square New Year's Eve numerals. The seven-foot-tall sign arrives at its home at one Times Square, today. And Megan, it will stay on the plaza for visitors to view until December 23rd. Then the 2023 will be lit on December 31st when the ball drops and the new year begins. And Robin, I don't know what you've been reading this year, but the New York City libraries have released their most checked out books for 2022. While the top 10 lists were different between the three systems, there were some shared favorites. That's right. Across the boroughs, New Yorkers were reading The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid, Apples Never Fall by Leanne Moriarty, and People We Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry. You can check out the top 10 list from the Brooklyn Public Library, the New York Library, and the Queens Public Library at nypl.org. How better to celebrate the holidays than with the Queen of Christmas herself? Mariah Carey is offering a two-hour primetime concert special on CBS tonight. I don't want a lot for Christmas. Mariah Carey's Merry Christmas to All was filmed at Madison Square Garden and will feature her performing a repertoire of her festive holiday hits, including All I Want for Christmas is You. And if you can't see it tonight, don't worry, you can catch Mariah Carey's concert special tomorrow. It'll be available to stream on Paramount+. Plus. Now I'm going to throw it over to Taylor Massetta with sports. Thanks, Megan. The Los Angeles Rams will not be able to defend their Super Bowl title this year. They are now out of playoff contention after losing to the Green Bay Packers last night, 24-12. Their 4-10 record will not be enough to keep them in the race for the Lombardi Trophy. Tonight, the New York Knicks face off against the Golden State Warriors at the Madison Square Garden. The Knicks are on an absolute tear right now with a seven-game win streak. 
The Warriors are also without star point guard Stephen Curry, who's out with a shoulder injury. The Knicks are also looking to make a difference off the court. The team is hosting a free basketball clinic at the Castle Hill YMCA in the Bronx this Saturday. It's a part of the city's weekly Saturday Night Lights program, which offers athletic and extracurricular activities to 11 to 18-year-olds. With WFEV Sports, I'm Taylor Massetta. Thanks so much, Taylor. Eating disorder charities face a surge in demand around the holiday season, and advocates say this increase is caused by an emphasis on food in advertisements, especially at this time of year. WFEV's Maya Sargent talks to organizations about eating disorder awareness and how to be conscious and supportive allies at the dinner table. The holiday season is filled with lights, decorations, and music. It's also a prime time of the year for advertisements. And in the United States, that means $2.5 billion in advertisements, almost all of which include food. Our traditions bring us together, and great food keeps us there. Oh, I'm bursting at the seams. What, no room for cheese and wine? Whilst food memories are often linked to enjoyment at holiday parties, these expectations to mimic the scenes in media can be difficult to manage especially for the 30 million people in the U.S. that are dealing with an eating disorder. Kathy Cortez is an eating disorder clinician. She says that these advertisements can make us forget that the holidays can be an extremely difficult time. There's grief. There's loss. There's all of that that is much more, I think, sharpened when we are closer to the holidays. There's expectations. And these expectations for perfection are also reflected in self-image goals. Cortese says adverts respond by populating diet ads, and her clients are noticing. When we hear four- and five-year-olds talking about a belly roll, when you hear a six-year-old say, I can't eat that, do you want to almost cry? As eating disorder charities navigate their annual surge in demand, they say this year they are particularly concerned about the impact of a recent fashion trend. The fashion industry is seeing a resurgence of questionable trends, and one of them is heroin chic. Lauren Smola, the vice president of the National Eating Disorder Association, known as NIDA, says trends like this cause wide-reaching issues. All of those come with unattainable ideals, where there's this assumption that everyone should try and look the same. Smola says heroin chic is particularly problematic. Because you're asking for somebody to have an ideal that can be incredibly harmful for a large majority of people who are not normally that size in a healthy way. However, Rebecca Eyre, CEO at Project Heal, the largest nonprofit foundation focused on healthcare access for people with eating disorders, says she is concerned this year for an entirely different reason. Hey guys, so today I'm going to show you what 1200 calories looks like. Hey guys, this is just uh, what I eat in a day with a calorie deficit of 1200 calories. That was an extract from TikTok diet videos, a sector that has garnered over 24 billion views. Air says that these videos that promotes diets as wellness are much more harmful than any fashion trend. That's way more, I think, insidious. It's hard to detect. People don't know how to be a discerning consumer about that. Air says that in her own experience, these pop up more consistently on her feed throughout the holidays. I get pushed at least 20 diet ads a week. Ugh, it's so frustrating because, you know, once someone knows how many calories are in a certain food, they can't ever unknow it. Air says that whilst these algorithms continue to push these diet ads, there has been improved awareness about eating disorders. There are going to be some people 
in older generations who are willing to learn, who are open to hearing more. She says when approaching family gatherings, the most important thing to apply is boundaries. And maybe some people understand that when it comes to politics. We're all allowed to just say like, you know, not this year or not today. But if that boundary is not respected, Air says she always makes sure she has an ally in the room as her support network. And then she has an emergency backup plan to get her out of any social situation. I'm a big fan of just, you know, pressing that eject button. Holiday gatherings bring together families and friends, and for better or for worse, also all of their histories and opinions. Cortese, Smola and Air all say this can be a wonderful thing as long as people respect boundaries with kindness. Advice we can all bring to the table this holiday season. With WFUV News, I'm Maya Sargent. That was WFUV's Maya Sargent talking about eating disorder awareness during the holiday season. And that's our show for today. I'm Megan Oftermat. And I'm Robin Shannon. Check back with us tomorrow at 3 for more news, music, culture, and sports. And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your podcasts.